Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. Melvin Gordon is unlikely to face any potential suspension from the National Football League after his DUI charge was dismissed on Wednesday. Plus, the Broncos tendered three of their exclusive rights free agents, and the NFL salary cap is set and is creating openings around the NFL for new players to go to new teams. Welcome back into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team Every day from the South Stands to the End Zone, I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Senior NFL Analyst at Pro Football Network and Broncos Insider for the Locked On NFL Network. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. You can follow the podcast at Lockdown Broncos and make sure you guys are subscribed on your favorite podcast provider, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. And I really encourage you guys to go check out the Radio.com app in your phone's app store. It is phenomenal. It's got news. It's got podcasts. It's got all that great stuff intertwined into one area. I really like Radio.com. So you should be able to get the podcast there as well. But ladies and gentlemen, happy Thursday all across Broncos country. Hope you guys are doing well. I know a storm is coming to Denver. You may receive some snow here in the next day or two, so stay safe. Obviously, stay off the roads if you can. Keep yourself locked in to Lockdown Broncos next to the warm fireplace with a cup of hot chocolate, if that's what's going to permit for your at-home experience there. But Broncos country, on today's episode of the show, we have a lot to talk about here today. Starting things off with the news of the day for the Denver Broncos and it pertains to the running back position. Running back Melvin Gordon is unlikely to face any league suspension from the NFL as his D case was pending. There was supposed to be a trial on April 8th, but ultimately it got thrown out. It got dismissed on Wednesday due to issues related to his initial stopping by the police department. Gordon initially pled guilty to reckless driving where he served community service hours and he also paid a fine. But for the Broncos, this means that he's not going to face suspension more than likely. The NFL, they could look into potential discipline, but according to Melvin Gordon's attorney and conversations with the NFL P there is a possible chance that maybe the NFL looks into it, but there is really not much ground for them to stand on based on the overall ruling now of the case being dismissed entirely. This was from an incident stemming all the way back early on in the season for this Broncos football team, and Gordon was facing a three-game potential suspension if the DUI was upheld, and if he was charged with it, he would have more than likely been handed down that suspension by the National Football League, and that would have impacted the Broncos' plans for the first three games of the NFL regular season in 2021, which put a lot of question marks on the running back position in general. And so where does that leave the Broncos now? What does that leave for Melvin Gordon? Well, his $4.5 million guaranteed salary won't be voided by the organization. He's a chance to make up to $7 million, obviously, with the other tie-in bonuses, game day roster being on that, and also being at training camp reporting for that. He has a chance to make some money there, so his salary is more than likely intact for 2021 and beyond with this Broncos football team. But going back to the question how this impacts the Broncos' decision on the running back position going forward, I think it's interesting to look at it kind of both ways. I think with Gordon potentially facing a suspension, the initial thought there was that the Broncos, yes, they would bring Philip Lindsay back. Now, George Payton, he met with the media last week and said that he plans to tender Philip Lindsay, but there is some growing talk around Broncos country that maybe Philip Lindsay doesn't get the second round tender. Maybe he gets an original round tender. If 
the Broncos placed his second-round tender on Phil, more than likely, yes, he would be back in Denver this upcoming season. However, if the Broncos place an original-round tender on him, more than likely, he will go elsewhere. Benjamin Albright also threw up maybe a couple of destinations where Philip Lindsay could go if that were to be the case, if the Broncos placed the original tender on him. Keep an eye on the San Francisco 49ers and also the Arizona Cardinals. But I think for Broncos country in general, just my vibe on talking with fans, the fact that they love Philip Lindsay, and I feel like there was a lot of frustration at the organization from fans as it pertains to the running back position. A lot of this frustration is aimed at John Elway, who made the decision ultimately to bring in Melvin Gordon to pay him rather than extending Philip Lindsay first. And that has ruffled some feathers, and rightfully so. And I think Philip Lindsay absolutely had every right to be upset for what had happened. You know, unfortunately for Phil in 2020, he just suffered that toe turf injury at the beginning of the season. And then he had a concussion that, you know, he missed the, the remainder of that Chiefs game that the first time that they played. And then he had the knee injury that he sustained against the New Orleans. Orleans Saints in a very meaningless game where a lot of that outrage should be directed at the NFL and their decision to force the Broncos to play a game without any quarterbacks. And so they put Philip Lindsay in the Wildcat and then he got hurt and missed the rest of the season from there. And it's just an unfortunate ending, I think, for Philip Lindsay's third season in the National Football League. I don't think anybody had expected that considering he had back to back thousand yard rushing seasons as a rookie and his sophomore season. We know what Philip Lindsay can bring to the table for the Broncos, but does this change? Maybe George Payton's outlook now that Melvin Gordon will be available the first three games. Me, personally, I don't think it will. But then again, it, it depends on where the Broncos want to go. If they feel like there is a better option out there for the organization, George Payton's going to investigate. He's going to dip his toe in the water there. But I think ultimately the Broncos need to find a way to make the running back duo between Gordon and Lindsey work. It didn't work in 2020. They were misutilized. And I think that they could find a better way to utilize both of them. Use them on the field at the same time. A play to their strengths and what they can do best. And I didn't feel like Denver did that last season. So some frustration all around, I think, from Broncos fans, but we'll see what the Broncos ultimately decide to do with Philip Lindsay here in the next week or so as NFL free agency creeps up on us next week where we'll have you covered here, Lockdown Broncos. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to get into our conversation regarding the Broncos tendering three of their exclusive rights free agents. We can take a look at the three players that will be back for Denver in 2021. But before we do that, folks, i got to tell you guys about the two sponsors of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. That's our good friends over there, rockauto.com and Built Bar. Starting things off here with rockauto.com. They're a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years, and you can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers and chain stores. They have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are always reliably low. And RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing the prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and it does not require membership or account login. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle based on year, make, model. You can choose the brands, specifications, and even the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car truck and right lockdown broncos in there how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com 
And our good friends over there at Built Bar. And like I've been telling you guys for the last year, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. It's been that way for a while now. And Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. And now is the time to find out which Built Bar flavor is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. And today's matchup is lemon almond cheesecake versus carrot cake with walnuts and caramel brownie versus cherry barcia. The winners of those matchups are going to face double chocolate and coconut brownie chunk go to builtbar.com right now to cast your vote for which flavor you believe is the best folks and remember to use promo code locked on 20 to get 20 percent off your next order that is locked on 20 to get 20 percent off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar builtbar.com Yesterday was a busy day all across the National Football League. We'll get to some of those conversations coming up here in a little bit about the NFL salary cap being set, some of the teams making these moves. But the Broncos, they're bringing back three players this upcoming season. It was their exclusive rights-free agents that they officially tendered yesterday, as reported by Mike Kliss of Nine News Denver. And the players that they tendered, I definitely think that when looking at their overall fit from 2020, maybe projecting a little bit about their 2021 value, I think there is interest in why they brought brought them back. And first off, the first player that we're going to talk about here is Deontay Spencer. Obviously, the Broncos clear-cut punt returner and kick returner. Now, there was a, a time where Deontay Spencer had to go on the COVID protocol, had to go on the COVID reserve list. And so they had Tyree Cleveland return kicks and, and punts. And I actually didn't think Tyree Cleveland did a bad job. Now, there are a couple times where Tyree, I think being a rookie in the NFL, uh, struggled with the notion of if it's past two yards deeper to the end zone, do not return it. If it's shorter than two yards deeper to the end zone, you have to return it, right? And some teams actually just pooched it short in front of the the line where it'd be a touchback, so at the, pretty much at the one-yard line, where they forced the returner to do it, and they, they were confident that their special team's return unit can get out there and stop them. But Deontay Spencer's just a different dynamic, and I think he really helped out the Broncos in the punt return department. Obviously, we saw his punt return against the Carolina Panthers for a touchdown, but it was evident and clear as day that he was the best return option for the team last season. And and I think a lot of fans wanted K.J. Hamler to have that role, but K.J. not only couldn't he stay healthy, he was dealing with the hamstring, but he also dropped a couple when he actually did return the punt. So Deontay Spencer, I think, has secured a role on the team as the team's kick return, punt return option, not quite sure how he will fit into the offensive scheme. And I don't think that the Broncos really envision him in that. I know that, for example, he is the guy that they will utilize if, in fact, K.J. Hamler is hurt or gets hurt or misses any time. Deontay Spencer will step into the role that the organization has for K.J. Hamler there. So you kind of like that he can contribute in that facet. But like I said, his main value is on special teams where the Broncos have to be better coming into this next season. Their performance really last year was frustrating to watch because there was a time, I think there was like a three or four game stretch where the special teams unit was playing great. They were coming downfield. They were taking great angles. They were tackling. And then there was just a, a, an abysmal stretch where they open up the game against the Las Vegas Raiders in Week 10, and they go backwards on a kick kick return. I mean, they start off on their own two-yard line rather than just fielding it and being able to get the ball maybe at the 25 or even at the 20. There was there was a negative track backwards on there, and they didn't have Spencer in that. So that was a, that was a a you know something that they had missed out there. So Deontay Spencer will be back in 2021, the team's primary kick return, punt return option. If the team, like I said, needs to utilize him at wide receiver, they can. They did when KJ Handler had that concussion and missed time towards the rest of the season. He was that guy that they used in there. And look, he's speedy, he's fast, and he also has a lot to prove. He wants to prove 
to the Broncos that he can do more than just be a kick return, punt return option. He does have the speed. And I think that if Denver can find a way to even just flip field position in a positive manner when they're returning, it's going to give the offense a lot more rhythm because when the offense is starting out, usually on the 20-yard line or even behind the 20-yard line, it's frustrating because last year they tended to go backwards. And in 2019, they tended to go backwards as well. You have to find a way to at least start off with decent field position. And when your special teams unit, and this has nothing to do with Deontay Spencer, on average is giving opposing teams great field position where they're at the 35, they're at the 40-yard line, or even across midfield, it doesn't help your defense out. I mean, the Broncos' defense, several drives last year and games where they probably could have won were put in some very precarious situations. And, and even the Tampa Bay game, if it weren't for a special team, I mean, there were so many times there were four or five drives where Tampa Bay started off on the 45, Denver 45, or the Tampa Bay 45, or even across midfield. They were able to capitalize on it. And that, and that was a difference maker. Denver was trying to make a little bit of a comeback in that second half, but we saw how it all went there. So Spencer will be back for the Broncos this upcoming season and Calvin Anderson, who we had the opportunity to interview a couple of weeks ago here on the podcast. And like I said, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys missed that interview, I loved it. I loved the energy and just the, the humility that Calvin Anderson has. I mean, he's very smart. He's He's got the idea and there's evidently something that Mike Munchak sees in Calvin Anderson, which is why he kept him on the active roster. So originally Calvin came over from the New York Jets practice squad in October of 2019. The Broncos, they picked him up off the practice squad. Mike Munchak kept him on the active roster. Now, he never made any game day appearances at all in 2019, but he got his first opportunity to start in Week 10 against the Las Vegas Raiders. Actually, just put a film review out on Calvin on the YouTube channel, Cody Rourke NFL. Be sure to go check that out. And I really do believe that he has an opportunity, and we know Juwan James is going to be back, but I do believe he has an opportunity to maybe be the team's potential future starting right tackle. He's young. He's also very agile for a tackle. I think he's got great footwork. I think he's got great hips. He, he can move laterally very easily. He's got strong hands. He's got a good anchor, and he's smart, and he understands leverage. And he crashes down and keeps his feet driving. You'll see that in the film review that I did, so check that out, Cody working a fill on YouTube where we're going to have Denver Broncos film room sessions all year long and in the season we get the offense we get the defense from the week prior we break it all down so you guys get a little bit of an insight as to what was going on what went wrong what went right and where players can improve on but for Calvin I think for him I think he's going to be the evident number two behind Juwan James this season we know Juwan James is going to be back according to what George Payton has said after speaking with him and his agent and what Vic Fangio has said Jawan James more than likely is going to be the team's starter, and they really have no choice financially but to play him uh, if he is playing because of the fact that he's going to cost so much money. He was a big free agency signing for Denver uh, after uh, the 2018 season. I mean, in that offseason coming into 2019, he was that big signing there. So you have to get what you can out of him. And if you get one great year out of a guy like Jawan James, that's great. But in the meantime, it's going to give... Mike Munchak, a lot more of an opportunity to continue to develop and polish up on Calvin Anderson. And if something goes down, you know you have a reliable guy because Calvin stepped in at right tackle and short notice in the Raiders game and did really well. He had one mistake where uh, Max Crosby was outside of him. He was on the outside, and he took a quick shot on the inside. And just based on the, on the theme of what the Raiders' defense was doing, he thought he was going to go outside. But he had that one quick step inside, tackled Phil Lindsay for a minus-four loss in the backfield, something that Calvin can learn from. And obviously being coached up by one of the best offensive line coaches 
in the NFL and NFL history is a great thing to have. And I think it bodes well for Calvin Anderson and his chances going forward. But I do believe he's going to be the number two right tackle for the Broncos this offseason. He can also play left tackle if something were to happen to Garrett Bowles. He's proven to be that guy that Denver can have. And I think that Denver is trying to maybe learn from some of their mistakes in the past. Obviously, Billy Turner, they let him go when they could have really paid him rather than Juwan James. But you know, the NFL is a crazy and strange business. You're going to see those types of decisions all the time here. And then the third player that the Broncos will be bringing back on the team for next season, that's going to be Trey Marshall, a backup strong safety behind Kareem Jackson. And last year, Trey Marshall's role for the Broncos was mainly on special teams. Marshall, in my opinion, look, and I've been very vocal about this here on the podcast, I think that Marshall has some traits that are developable. And I think that he can continue to grow as a player at the safety position. I think that maybe he needs to get a little bit faster. Uh, but outside of that, when I watch him on special teams, when I watch him on punt, when I watch him on punt return, when I watch him on kickoff, he's one of the guys that stands out to me the most. And he reminds me a lot of Kayvon Webster in terms of what he does on special teams. I know that Tom McMahon really trusts Trey Marshall and what he can do. And I think really for Denver, some of their struggles on special teams, I'm not going to quite equate it to that, but I think it's because you have a lot of inexperienced personnel on the field. You don't have a lot of guys, you don't have a lot of starters on special teams uh, that, that are going down there and flying off, and rightfully so. You can understand why, because obviously starters on offense or defense are super important, and a lot of injuries happen the most on special teams because it, it is a little bit more volatile. You're running downfield at full speed on almost every special team's play there, and the risk, I think, amplifies for players there, but Trey Marshall, he dealt with some injuries last year, had a shin injury that impacted him he missed several games but then he was able to come back but I think that for the Broncos if they're really keen on trying to develop a safety behind Kareem Jackson they have that tough decision coming up on his club option whether or not they're going to come up with an extension or a restructure it really puts into question how do the Broncos view PJ Locke how do they view Trey Marshall well obviously they view enough of Trey Marshall to bring him back for 2021 so another year in Vic Fangio's system maybe he can make the next jump we've seen what he can do though and I want to reference back to 2019 against the Raiders where he comes in and he rips the ball out of one of the Raiders wide receivers he you know he was one of those impact players he had to work on a little bit on his pass coverage but he is a guy that can come in he can be a plug-and-play fit in Vic Fangio's defense and the hope is that he can take the next step coming into 2021 and some other Broncos related news they will also not be awarded any compensatory draft picks in this year's NFL draft they missed out on that obviously Connor McGovern going to the New York Jets Chris Harris Jr. going to the Los Angeles Chargers apparently according to the compensatory formula the Broncos they paid a lot of money for some of these other free agents that they acquired rather than the ones that they lost so they do not qualify for any compensatory picks you can always like to get picks there but Denver is not going to get any here in the 2021 NFL draft but Broncos country coming up here in just a moment we're going to talk about the NFL salary cap being set where the Broncos are at right now with cap space some notable cuts around the NFL maybe Denver could take a look at maybe one or two of these players and anticipated cuts that we expect for the Broncos maybe here in the next week but before we do that folks I got to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's episode of Lockdown Broncos it's our good friends over there betonline.ag and betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action NFL might be over but the NBA college basketball and NHL they're in full swing Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKDOWN to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit today. 
As we get into the fourth quarter of today's episode of the show, ladies and gentlemen, I just wanted to remind you guys the Nuggets, they start back up their season tomorrow. You guys got to check out Locked On Nuggets on the Locked On NBA Network here every single day, hosted by Adam Mates and Matt Moore. They do a phenomenal job giving you all the pick and roll action that you need as the Nuggets look to make a very strong run in the second half of the season to put their chances and the talk of them about being contenders in the Western Conference back up there on the talking board. Check out Locked On Nuggets today. But ladies and gentlemen, let's continue our conversation here. Here on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos on this beautiful Thursday, whether you're listening to this in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening, I appreciate you guys as always. But getting into our conversation here, the NFL salary cap is officially set for the 2021 NFL season. It's going to be set at $182.5 million. That is a major disappointment, folks, in comparison to what we were thought and what some of the reports suggested it could be if the NFL and the TV network deals came through. There was an expectation that maybe it could have been up to $192, million, dollars it only goes up by $2 million, $2.5 million in comparison to where the minimum floor was set at $180 million a couple of weeks ago. So $182.5 million is what the NFL and what many organizations will have to work with this upcoming season. Obviously, you have the cap rollover. It gives teams a lot of different fluctuation points. I believe Denver had $18 million in carryover. I believe that's applied to the current number of where the cap sits right now. According to Over the Cap, it indicates that the Broncos are set at $32.3 million in cap space. Now, this is expected to change in the next week for the organization as they look to maybe restructure or extend Von Miller and Kareem Jackson if they let various players go. Obviously, it'll free up some salary there. I have to take a look at some of the restricted free agents, but Denver will have an increase in salary as they work to negotiate a long-term deal with Justin Simmons, whose cap hit, I think, this year, once they get a deal done, it'll be very low, so it won't impact the team too much this season, but maybe in year three, year four is when we see some of those other bonuses and incentives kick in and that increases overall cap value on a year-to-year basis. Von Miller, Kareem Jackson, same exact conversation there. Denver maybe looking to you know extend Shelby Harris. And then if they do like Philip Lindsay, if they do bring back Phil, and if they do look at extending him, you have to factor in you have to have money to be able to do that. And I think that salary cap is one of the craziest things when we talk about it because a lot of fans, even myself, dude, salary cap stresses me out. I, you know, thank goodness to the guys over at Over the Cap. They really helped me out with understanding a lot more of this because it's consistently changing in deals and fluctuations and, and opt-outs. I mean, all these other things happen that influence the number, and really the number influences how organizations make decisions. Now, I don't expect the Broncos to be super, super busy in free agency going out and signing a bunch of guys. I think they're maybe only assigned maybe two to three guys at the max. It could be more depending on who they lose, obviously due to free agency as well if they can't bring anybody back and they have several holes to fill. I imagine they're going to spend some money, but I don't think they're going to you know, waste their, their money. And one of the things I, I'm looking at here for the Broncos, you factor in, usually on average, you have to around $8 million to $9 million for your rookie class. I imagine that's going to do that. So Denver's going to have probably have, when I'm looking at the number here, probably 23 maybe $22 million to work with. However, it's going to change once some of those decisions on Vaughn, Kareem, obviously come to fruition. They're going to get some help there. But we're already starting to see around the national Football League, the landscape is changing because of the salary cap. Many NFL teams are making some significant cuts to key players, and there were some notable cuts around the NFL on Wednesday. 
Buffalo Bills wide receiver John Brown was one of the cuts. And Denver, they had interest in him a couple years ago in free agency. Obviously, he's impacted by sickle cell, but according to what Mike Kliss had said a couple years ago, that wouldn't have been something that really impacted him signing in Denver. However, I still worry that it would have. Uh, He becomes a free agent. He's going to hit the open market and some team out there that's in need of a wide receiver, they're going to get him. I, I feel like for him, he can still contribute at a high level for an organization. It really depends on the scheme and the fit around him. I mean, when you have Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley down there in Buffalo, those guys are getting those opportunities. Gabriel Davis was getting those opportunities. John Brown was kind of the odd man out due to the emergence of Gabriel Davis and, and Cole Beasley really having a great year. And obviously the, the major addition of Stephon Diggs via trade in the offseason, it kind of put him down the ladder there. But he's been reliable for Buffalo uh, when he was healthy, when he was playing without some of those guys there. But then defensively around the NFL, the Tennessee Titans are making some moves as well as they cut safety Kenny Vaccaro and cornerback Malcolm Butler. And one Broncos fan sent me a text message at 303-529-6323. It said, hey, I wanted to throw this out there. If the Broncos don't pick up the option on Kareem Jackson, could they maybe pursue a Kenny Vaccaro? I mean, I imagine it's possible. Look, Vic Fangio, George Payton, they've got their eyes on, on players all across the NFL. They're looking at teams, and they were looking at it coming into it. If you guys saw the Behind the Broncos docuseries with uh, George Payton, a little bit of an insight as to the offseason for Denver. I really loved it. Go to DenverBroncos.com or their YouTube channel to check that out. But it gives you a great behind-the-scenes look at the conversations that they are having. And Denver, they are looking at some potential cuts that they anticipate from some teams around the NFL, some cap casualties, and they have them on a list. Now, they may pursue some of these players. They may not. It really depends on where the organization is and obviously the team need and the fit based on the scheme that Vic runs defensively and Pat Shermer runs on the offensive side of the ball. But maybe Kenny Vaccaro could be an option for Denver if they don't pick up the club option on Kareem Jackson, which look at this point, I would be shocked if the Broncos let Kareem go considering how good he's played for them and how great he's been on his contract in Denver. I would be very shocked if he's just suddenly not part of the team after that due to money. I imagine they're going to work something out. Kareem has definitely earned it. He's he's earned it by his on-field play. I just don't know if Kenny Vaccaro could come in and maybe replace what Kareem Jackson did. Who knows? But then again, scheme matters, player ability matters. Vaccaro's a pretty damn good player, so there's going to be a team out there that will pick him up. But it's really too hard to anticipate right now how that will go for Denver. Uh, and obviously, Emmanuel Sanders, former Broncos wide receiver, was released by the New Orleans Saints as well. And no, folks, the Broncos will not be looking at a reunion. They have a very set wide receiver room right now, and I don't believe that he would be in that position. Right now, I think Emmanuel Sanders is looking to win a championship before he retires. I think he's got one to two years left. And I threw out maybe Tampa Bay might be an intriguing option for him, but Benjamin Arbor put out that Green Bay would be an option maybe he was looking at because they were in the mix originally in some of the trade talks before the Broncos traded him to San Francisco. So maybe maybe Aaron Rodgers is going to finally get that security blanket outside of Devontae Adams with Emmanuel Sanders. I could see that happening. I think it would be a fun tandem to watch down there in Green Bay or up there, should I say, because since we're here in Colorado, Green Bay and Wisconsin are up uh, on the map from us there. But uh, we can take a look at maybe some anticipated cuts that the Broncos may make here in the next week. This is just my list, but I imagine that Jeff Driscoll will probably be one of the first cuts that the organization makes because they have looked at bringing in competition at the quarterback position. They want to keep Brett Rippon on the roster and they want to develop him to be a long-term, maybe a career backup in Denver. And really with the ongoing talk about Drew Locke and some quarterback competition, it doesn't make sense to have four quarterbacks on the roster. However, Denver could enter the season with four and then cut one after training camp. But Jeff Driscoll, I think it would be better suited for the Broncos to cut ties now 
let him go get picked up elsewhere, be on some organization that maybe needs a quarterback and be there for training camp and in the preseason. But for the Broncos, Jeff Driscoll's time obviously didn't pan out. It wasn't the move that really pushed the needle for, I think, what Drew Locke needed. I really do feel like Drew Locke last year in training camp, I felt like he needed somebody to push him. Jeff Driscoll wasn't going to be that guy, even though he was the number two quarterback. He was the backup behind Drew Drew would have been in a better position, maybe having a guy like Andy Dalton behind him last year. But we see how things work in the NFL. Maybe Denver can make that right in 2021 here. Another cut that I anticipate maybe the Broncos making is Nate Hairston. It won't cost any dead cap. It'll free up, I believe, $990,000 for them. Not that much in the long run, but then again, in a cap-restricted year, all the money you can make helps. And I also anticipate maybe tight end Austin Fort could be one of those players that Denver cuts as well because I think that they're going in with Albert Okwebunam, Noah Fant, and Nick Vanette for this upcoming season. Fort maybe has a chance to stay on the roster on a practice squad role, which I could anticipate that being the case. Uh, but then again, the NFL is, is strange and it's a brutal business. And you have George Payton now controlling the roster. So if he doesn't deem fit uh, that Austin Force should be there, then he's going to make that decision. And maybe they look at bringing in a veteran tight end. Obviously, the uh, Kyle Rudolph talk has been there due to the ties with Payton and Shermer, but very doubtful that happens. And if so, he would play second fiddle to Noah Fant and Albert Okuebunam. And then it wouldn't make sense because you just signed Nick Finette a couple of years ago on a deal as well. So really looking forward to seeing the contribution for the Broncos three tight ends this upcoming season obviously I think they'll have a fourth in the practice squad that way you you know you can store one guy and then also you have uh, Andrew Beck who's still on the roster as well he's that hybrid fullback tight end guy so it makes it more than likely that Denver's going to roll up the three tight ends with Fant, Okwebunam, and Vanette and then Beck in that hybrid role as well as the fullback tight end option for this Broncos offense but Broncos country thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the show here on your favorite podcast provider folks we'll be back for a brand new episode of the show tomorrow for Fan Friday we're going to do a live stream we're going to include the fans questions comments it's almost like a mailbag here on the show so be sure to tune in to tomorrow's episode of the show as we answer broncos fans questions and no just in the meantime please do not ask me any more questions related to deshaun watson i am over that conversation because it is pointless it is meaningless right now it's not going anywhere so we need to stop bringing up that we need to look at what's ahead with this organization uh, share with me your thoughts on george payton but obviously tomorrow's episode will be a fan edition mailbag send in your broncos questions or thoughts and i will answer them on tomorrow's episode of the show but with that said Broncos country appreciate you guys so much for tuning in today's episode of the show make sure you hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast provider and if you're on Apple Podcasts, which 79% of our listeners listen on Apple Podcasts, we're trying to get to 300 total reviews here on iTunes and it would mean the absolute world to me if you love the show if you leave us a five-star review on iTunes tell us why you love the show and submit that I will love you forever I may even send you some Venmo money for a cup of coffee or a beer whatever your preference is just let me know but I appreciate you guys so much I'm Cody Work host of Lockdown Broncos we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show